0: And that doesn't take away from the value that that particular person has. It just says something about the kind of way they wish to be treated and want to treat someone else. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast today is...
1: Father Sean Burns. And each week you will hear us talk about a whole of different topics, everything from virtue to... Relationships to the various shifts of culture that occurred, and uh, the lessons that, that we learn from discussing these topics. So uh, we are delighted to have you join us and sit back, enjoy being part of this conversation. We are talking today about an interesting little cultural phenomenon, mm. I suppose, that's starting to, to crop
0: up. Mm-hmm, and,
1: mm-hmm. Um, can you sort of give us a bit of a, a bit of background to it?
0: Yeah, I guess it was summarised very visually really well in a small snippet of a podcast interview that took place, um, a video podcast that took place where something went really wrong (laughs) and it was a conversation around high value women. And so there was a conversation between um, a group of young women who were asked to come on board on this podcast to represent the modern young woman and a gentleman who was on the more conservative side, um, had more conservative views, who was being interviewed by another male who was a podcast host. And there was a few like backwards and forwards conversations that were happening, particularly between the other male who was being interviewed and this one woman who was in this group of young women. And it got to one point where she was majorly triggered and she said some things that were quite rude. He said some things, he was majorly triggered. He said some things that were quite rude. And there was this backwards and forwards thing happening. And it culminated with his response to her question of, well, what do you think is a higher valued woman? So I guess the conversation we want to have today is not really to side with either one of them, because you know, she said some things that weren't great. He said some things that weren't great. She was dysregulated. He was dysregulated. So we're not really taking sides with either of those. But if you've seen the footage, you know what we're talking about here. We want to have a chat about what is this phrase, high-valued woman, mm. and what does it actually do for us today?
1: I've been hearing it used a lot as of late, mm-hmm. this, this this phrase, particularly among conservative groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah. yeah. So what's the issue here?
0: Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, the first thing is that for women, a lot of women are using this phrase as a way to describe the kind of success that they would like to have, the kind of successful woman they would like to be, and the attributes that are associated with that, which tends to be around the kind of career she might have success in career, success in relationships, what that might look like, and success in health, you know the physical appearance, social standing, and so on. So her values are actually based in wanting the best and not settling for anything less. Um, and therefore is only ever on the lookout for what is best, not not the not the average, right. only what is above the average. Right
1: for men I think that the context around this for some men is is that value is based on attractiveness and that that takes a multitude of different of different visions right so everything from uh, you know how many partners has this person had um, how do they look you know are they are they sort of uh, open to and prone to childbearing uh you know like like those things are the things that that that, that create this 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 value that they're talking about, you know. Mm. So what we've done is to, in both cases that you're talking about, both from a a woman's context and from from a a men's context, when this phrase is being used, is that we've effectively reduced a woman down to a certain number of Western socially desirable attributes.
0: And the second thing is that... This phrase of a higher value woman actually suggests that we can either increase or decrease the value that a woman has based on these attributes or a set of skills or assets that she might have.
1: Right. So the value is to be found in in uh, what she can provide, what she can do, rather than an intrinsic what she has, rather than intrinsic value, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has become quite a common phrase in the conservative space of late.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I think it's a reaction to some of the, the the cultural approaches to femininity, which denigrate some of the more traditional aspects of the feminine genius. Really, mm-hmm. you know, of um, you know, being a being a mother, a spiritual, biological mother, um, sort of feminine. Feminine sensitivity and and uh, uh, you know the ability to see things that we men sometimes just mm-hmm, miss, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know this this, this sort of um, uh, this sort of more traditional kind of of approach to femininity, and so I think as a reaction against that 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 cultural trend, the notion of high valued woman, you know, a, a woman who is you know got these sort of conservative points, if you like. Yeah. You know, of uh, well, she's traditional in her mindset, and you know, she, she's a mother, and she's got this going for her, and you know, she's uh, she's she particular values she that has align with values, right? Hmm. Right, and so this is what makes her valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's where I have a problem with this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Is is uh, I say all of this as someone who is sympathetic to many of the values of conservatism. You know, I, I don't adopt the label of conservative to describe myself. Yep. Even though many people would probably describe sure, me as a sure, conservative. Sure. Uh, I think that labels, particularly in an ecclesial context, are quite unhelpful. Mm-hmm. But what this perspective says is you have value if I, or worse yet, we as a church community, <laughs> deem that you have value. Mm, deem that
0: you have
1: value. On. You're based on? Based on this particular set of things that you meet based on the fact that you're a mother Mm. based on the fact that you have this value Mm. based on the fact that that you act in this way
0: Mm -hmm. and and you bring this particular thing to the table right
1: right and and that's a problem that's a problem our value comes from god it doesn't come from any one of those things. Mm-hmm. Our value comes from God. I, I, and in saying that, don't get me wrong, I'm not devaluing motherhood here. No. I'm saying that motherhood is a gift which has come from Almighty God. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that motherhood isn't important. I'm not saying that, that, that it's, it's not valuable. I'm not saying that it's not beautiful. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is that those things are valuable because they are gifts from Almighty God and they're part of the feminine genius which God has gifted women with. It's 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 not because of the functions that they perform, uh, that, that you ladies perform, which gives dignity. Rather, it's a dignity which is bestowed from God which allows these functions to be performed, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So human value in general, let alone for, 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 for women, uh, you know, both for women and men, human value in general comes from Almighty God. Uh, and now whether we act in a, in a, in, in a way that recognises that value, different story. Yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But our value comes from God.
0: There, there could also be this objection that, hey, it's just a saying. Like what are we getting so caught up in a string of words? Like it's just a, it's just a saying, can we not just go with it because, hey, it, it's helpful, it kind of tries to paint a picture of the values that are important to us, so what's wrong with even just the wording of it? And I guess it boils down to the fact that words of power mm. and words create meaning. So we actually do need to be conscious and careful of the type of words that we string together especially when we're talking about something as the value of a human person right Right, because the reality for this is that if we're going to accept there is such a thing as a high value woman then we also accept that there has to be a thing such as low value woman right that i take a big problem with (laughs)
1: absolutely absolutely this exact point that you're making more broadly this plays into the pernicious philosophy of utilitarianism that 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 your value is based solely on the function that you perform. Mm. Uh, this is absolute nonsense, which is why I find it so amazing that conservative Christians have bought into it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've, they've been fighting against utilitarianism mm. for how long now in the forms of euthanasia, abortion, all these things, and, and yet in this moment they fall hook, line mm. and sinker mm. into utilitarianism, mm. you know, that this person's value is based on the function that they serve rather than who they are made in the image and likeness of God.
0: And even if it's not just about the the function of it too, because there's also aspects to what a high value, you know, high value woman, high value man, um, whatever phrase you want to go with here that you want to work with, there's also elements to that that incorporate things like expecting someone to treat you with respect, Expe- like having expectations of, wanting someone else to treat you with respect, having expectations around the type of way that you might dress, choose to dress, showing up on time, having expectations like that, which isn't only about a role as such that you're performing. It's also about these characteristics and the types of behaviours that you hold for yourself or that uh, this high value woman would hold for herself. But again, that in itself is problematic because we can't have a set of, behaviors that determines and defines what the value of a human person is it has to be more than that Mm. but this is also this these exact things that i've just described is also what we used to call the standard of a person right that a, a woman or a man has certain standards you could say they have certain high standards or they have low standards. And that doesn't take away from the value that that particular person has. It just says something about the kind of way they wish to be treated and want to treat someone else.
1: Exactly. And that standard that you speak of comes from something. Yeah. That standard that you're talking about, it springs from one's worth and value. The standard doesn't give the worth. The worth dictates the standard. Yes. Right? Yes. If we recognize the the, the intrinsic worth, there is a standard that goes along with that. If we obscure that worth, then the standard will reflect that obscurity. Mm. But if we are clear about the fact that every human being has a worth by being made in the image and likeness of God, uh, then there is a standard that flows from that. So, what can we say instead of this high-valued business?
0: Well, like, can't we just go back to high standards? Let's like, was there something wrong with having no. high standards and no. saying you had high standards? Is it a bit old? Is that what the problem is? Like, I don't know. Let's, let's let's. Do it. If that's not okay, let's find another way. Let's yeah. not describe people yeah. as possessing yeah. high or low or medium <laughs> range right, of value. Right, right. Exactly. Let's exactly. not do that. Let's not go there.
1: Rock on! All right.
0: All right. There's a sh- quick, short, sharp. Episode on the problem of a high-value woman. <laughs> a truth, beauty, and goodness, Padre. Yeah, so interest last time. After you. Oh, okay. All right. For me, there's been so many. One of them has been the uh, passage in the Gospels where the hemorrhaging woman or the woman with a blood disorder encounters mm-hmm. Christ. And there's been several passages where you'll hear that people were looking just to touch the hem of Christ's garment, just the hem, just the hem. And that the faith to be able to have, to be able to just want that little bit, like they they weren't looking for something more. They weren't looking for a great big hug. They weren't looking for a sermon from him. The faith of these people to know that if I could just touch a little bit, that will be enough has been, has been something that's been sitting with me for a little while. And thanks to The Chosen and the way that they've portrayed that particular scene with that woman as well, that's been really helpful. But the thing that stood out for me and that jumped to me um, more recently, jumped out at me more recently, was that these, the faith that we have actually affects Jesus, like emotionally impacts him. Which you kind of go, well, yeah, duh. I mean, just, <laughs> just look at the crucifix. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, of course, our sins impact him. Like they had an effect. Mm. Of course, they, they nailed him to the cross. My sins nailed him to the cross. But at the same time, my faith has the capacity to bring him great joy, mm. bring him delight. Yeah. But it, I, I hadn't gone to that point before yeah. until, you know, this particular – this particular day where I'd been meditating even more on it. And then later on that day, it was another another one of those touch the hem of the garment thing in um, one of the gospel readings that came out at me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, overwhelming. Too much, too much. So <laughs> God's goodness. But, yeah, our faith actually has an effect on yeah. Jesus. How
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Faith has a, a – yeah, he delights
0: in our yeah. faith.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It That's emotionally really changes
0: him like it yeah. actually has, Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. What about you, Padre? What's the truth for you and goodness for you? Uh,
1: mine is a resource from John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he wrote a, a, a book called Crossing the Threshold of Hope. And this book mm. this book is actually, it has an incredible history to it. It was originally meant to be a TV interview. Oh. Um, yes. Yes. Now, this is the second time ah, I've read this book. Right? Okay. So yep, I yep. read it years and years and years ago uh, when I was still a seminary. Okay. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I read it ages ago. And I've just picked it up again um, in kind of a uh, a very God moment way, which is a different (laughs) truth, beauty, and goodness. uh, For another time. uh, For another time. Um, And uh, so I've picked it up again. And what I never used to do was to read the introduction. (laughs) I always used to skip over the introduction. Now I always read the introduction. And uh, so, reading the introduction, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that's how this interview this this because the way the books arranged is that there's an interviewer, he asks questions, and the Pope responds. Mm. So uh, they 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 it was originally slated to be a TV interview, the first of its kind, where he was going to sit down over a series of uh, of of interviews. And what he didn't realise was just how much time that was going to take. So in the end, last minute, the project got scuttled. But um, Pope John Paul II still had all the questions this man was going to ask him, ah. and so he wrote answers to all of the questions and oh, sent yes. them back to this interviewer, <laughs> saying, "You've asked questions; you deserve to have answers." And 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 so that's how this book came oh. to be. And uh, it's um, uh, it's such a good uh, such a good book. Answers questions that are so just really impinging on the spiritual life. And, and, like, the first answer that he gives in regards, you know, believing the faith is just so powerful. Like, you know, taking up Jesus' words of do not be afraid and, mm. and um, uttering them in a real and tangible way is just so beautiful. So mm. I encourage everyone to pick that book mm. up and, um, and have a read. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. Love it. Well, that takes us to the end of this week's episode. We hope there was something in there that was thought-provoking or maybe you disagree with us on some things. Get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We want to dialogue with you. Let us know. Um, But until next time, know about love and praise.
1: God bless.